to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Hello, sisters. Hello. Hello. Uh, this has been a big day for you, Rilo. It has been. That's it. Yep. That's all she's got. Yeah, <laughs> she's not going to tell you about it. <laughs> it was my first day of college. I think officially I'm a college student now, right? That was the, That's what you said. Yes. Once I started classes. Yeah, we decided she actually had to, didn't we decide that? Yeah. You had to attend classes. Yeah. Oh, well, I said you have to have your first breakdown after an all-nighter, but it, classes count too. That's right. That's right. Actually, I said you had to stay up all night with a, you know, writing a big paper. I've been there for one day. I'm a college student. I'm oh. enrolled at a college. <laughs> all right. It's, it's college light <laughs> right now, but you'll get there. She's, she's already a college student, you can tell, because... For Sunday dinner, she was so late, so, so late for Sunday dinner. <laughs> I was not. You were. Because I had a thing I had to be at. We were eating at 6.30. And I had a picnic I had to attend I'm because of saying. the scholarship I received. You were invited to this picnic as well, and you didn't even show up. I didn't. I am not active enough on Facebook to have known. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, wait, wait. I had things I had to do. Wasn't your first day of class today? Mm-hmm. So then you can't use that excuse for being late to Sunday dinner. That was before today. What? Yeah, it was just a picnic. It wasn't like a class. It was required. A required to meet all the people picnic? that donated that donated money to my scholarship to give me money to go to college. I don't think that they would have taken your scholarship away if you didn't show up to the picnic. Well, they introduced us each one by one, and I think it would have been very awkward if every other member of my class, of the eight of us had been present except for me i think it's pretty obvious if there are eight of you and seven of you show up <coughs> charlie insisted that we leave uh your and your boyfriend's seats empty they were empty when we got there yes and so we we have run out of chairs now because cooper officially sits in a little high chair within a chair oh. and so there were no extra chairs so justin was sitting on this like bar stool kind of chair <laughs> that was up above the level <laughs> of the table which Charlie insisted on him sitting in. Craning over, reaching down to the table to get to his chicken. He was like holding court over all of you. Yes. And he kept saying, why can't I sit in one of the normal chairs? They're not here. Charlie I, was insistent. They're coming. See, I think that should be incentive to get getting to dinner on time is if you're late, you got to sit in the weird high chair. Uh, I think that's fair from now on. Mm-hmm. Well, mom had really wanted to put my baby in it. But it's very high. It has no armrest, so there's balance no, like, your baby on a stool. There's no safety net, and the, and there was no way to attach the little high chair seat to it. So it would have just been like, let me just perch my infant on this <laughs> tiny chair on this bar stool chair and hope for the best. You just keep one hand on her the whole time you eat; it'll be fine. Oh yeah, that's that makes for a pleasant meal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. So it's back to school, day yeah. one. It didn't really feel like it, though. Like, normally on the first day of school, you have, like, that dreaded, you know, feeling on Sunday night. Like, you didn't finish your summer work, or you didn't read all the book, or you've been waking up at noon, and now you have to wake up at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But I didn't really feel like it was the first day of school. It's weird. College is, is like, half school. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't I mean, the work is harder, though. Yeah, but, like, I you, for high school, I had to wake up at 6 and be there at 7.30 and stay there until normally 3 o'clock. My last two years, I stayed until, like, 1, mm-hmm. but normally 3 o'clock. So, like, a full, like, what, 7-hour day? Yeah. And today, I woke up at 7.30 and had class for a total of three 50-minute periods, but each of them I got let out, like, 20 minutes early. So, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> and I got to stop in between the first two and the last one and get Starbucks and Chick-fil-A. So, Starbucks mm. and Chick-fil-A for lunch, huh? Oh, a party. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, that is it is a different feeling because, you know, you're right. In high school, you're kind of everybody's showing up at the same time. Everybody has to eat at the same time. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of autonomy. But in college, you everybody's on their own schedule, like your days start and end at different times and you can do whatever you want in between. So it doesn't have that same pressure of like, you know, I'm committing to eight hours of, you know, being on point and surrounded by people that, you know, will judge me. Yeah. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, mm-hmm. I don't start class until 1230. Wow. When do you finish? 
3.30. That's not bad. Two hour and a half classes? Uh, I th- all I can think, though, is coffee and fried chicken nuggets. Well, I didn't like get coffee from Starbucks. Oh, okay. I got well, a refreshing strawberry refresher oh, okay. with added lemonade and light ice. I was sitting here trying to imagine at this age, at 35, trying to have coffee and fried chicken nuggets at the same no. time and the awful reflux that would ensue. It was basically <laughs> a strawberry like, lemonade. Ah, college. <laughs> when I was young, I could have fried and acidic foods at the same time. <laughs> no, I had my canned, you know, espresso coffee in mm-hmm. my fridge before I left. Sure. For One of your three class. mini fridges. Yes. They are well mini-fridged in their dorm. I have six roommates, and it's like every two of us brought a mini-fridge. Actually, every one of us brought a mini-fridge, but we only ended up keeping three because that's all the room we had. (laughs) I mean, that sounds about right. Like, Yeah. uh, Six people to one mini-fridge would be a a bit of a tight squeeze. Yeah. And we have, like, you know, three shelves that have several cubbies in them that are full of snacks and two microwaves. There should be a location pots. specific for college students where you can go trade in a some predetermined number of mini fridges for like an actual, actual fridge. fridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just stack them all on top of each other and that's it just becomes a fridge. If if college was a video game, that's what would happen. Like, oh, we've mini collected fridges. enough mini fridges to trade them in for the upgrade to the actual fridge. Yeah. <laughs> you collect enough noodle pots and you get a crock pot? I don't think that's right. I don't <laughs> think that's the evolution of the You get an um, Instapot, maybe? You can't have actual fridges indoors. How do you get a stove? Now, why can't you have an actual fridge if you can have all those mini fridges? There's a certain... Uh, uh, it's like a wattage, wattage thing or something. That your fridge can't exceed. Uh-huh. So it doesn't say you ha- how many fridges you can have. <laughs> <laughs> But as long as they're all under the wattage of, I guess, what a normal fridge is, like as long as they're the same as a mini fridge, you're fine. Let's let's test that theory. Keep bringing in fridges <laughs> and see when they stop you. I, yeah, I don't I don't think they thought that one through. I, maybe they didn't assume that 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 six girls would bring six fridges. <laughs> I'm gonna put two in every bedroom. I'm gonna put two more in the living room because we have two more outlets left for everything in the living room. Yeah. I don't care about the printer. I don't care about the TV. We're getting more mini fridges. We're going to have 15 mini fridges. You're going to need them to store all that Coke that you're going to get for the rest of your life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. What oh are all gosh. those? Those are my it, roommate's Coke fridges. It happened. She does Coke. No, it's just it's Coca-Cola. She just keeps them in all Guys, these fridges. It happened again. I went and I was hungry and we had just gotten back from a trip. We'd gone this weekend. I was so tired and I didn't feel like going to the dining hall. So I went through a drive-thru, and I asked for a Diet Coke, and they gave me a Coke. They, they knew the what you really wanted. Even the drive-thru people they've, know. They've heard. The Even drive-thru they people know. are trolling you. Word has spread. Hey, she loves Coke. You Regular know what? Coke. I drank it. <laughs> because I didn't care. <laughs> I just oh. accepted didn't care. my new title. <laughs> Dad would be proud. Oh. I know. So... I, I'm, I'm trying to think back to my first day of college and it's, it's hard. It was a, it feels like a very long time ago. It's like 30 years ago for you. Hey, <laughs> what? I didn't go to college when I was five. I don't know. You're old. I'm old too. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. How, how many, how many years does it take for all of your cells to like fully replace themselves? I think I was like two different people when I was in college ago. <laughs> It's two different tailors ago. Uh, so I remember, I mean, I, I I think I've said before on the show, like I took a calculus class mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. 8 a.m. 8 a.m., five days a week. Gross. Um, yeah. So I know that was my first class. And I remember it felt very college Because like the math professor was very like, like I kind of thought math professors would be like, mm-hmm. like he seemed much smarter than I would ever be <laughs> in an intimidating, but also like very approachable way. Like I didn't think he would ever like make me feel dumb or be mean to me. I was just very aware mm-hmm. that he was highly intelligent and like kind of like messy haired mm-hmm. and 
Did he have one of those tweed jackets with the little patchy things on the elbows? He absolutely did. Uh-huh. What are those things for? Is that because they like lean on their desks and ponder, so they need reinforcements on their elbows? Uh, in from what I could tell, it was to pick up chalk from the chalkboard when he was scribbling things furiously on it. <laughs> Wait, that what? That's what the patches have. What? <laughs> I don't know. As far as I could tell, that was their main function in his in his use. <laughs> See some some sort of reinforcement there, and I'm not sure why. We had we had a chalkboard actual chalkboard Ooh. if you can imagine mm. well we don't we don't have those yeah we have an online website called blackboard that we have all our assignments on there we go so, you know basically kind of the same a, thing a throwback i just remember being very upset if on the first day of class you had to actually work because <laughs> i was always like no 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 the first class is a throwaway you can't make me do anything i'm still figuring out if i like you if you like me where i want to sit like, I got to ease into this. So if you're like, first day class, let's do uh, history. Like, no, that's not fair. You just <laughs> I, tell me what kind of notebooks I want to buy and then let me leave. See, I think I think it depends on what you are walking into. Because my math class, I know we launched right into stuff. Um, and I also had my, like, biology 101 that I had to start on, on my science road. And I think I'm pretty sure we launched right into stuff in that, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But he also I remember our professor on the first day also felt the need to give us this lecture. It wasn't really so much about stuff. It was like a disclaimer for the class Mm -hmm. about how we were going to be learning about evolution. But here is how he has reconciled that with his personal faith. And it was an entire lecture about why you (laughs) why it was okay. To have religious beliefs and believe in evolution, which is fine. And I am glad he has reached this conclusion for himself. I do not know that it was necessary for all of us to have that information mm-hmm. about his personal beliefs. Yeah. But we had it. And if it helped someone in the class believe in evolution, then yay. Good. <laughs> I, I just recently learned from a friend that was not taught uh, evolution that I guess the way that they... That they thought that the dinosaurs were on a different arc that sank. So it was just, they were just on the sad dino oh. boat. And Aww. I don't know, like, believe whatever you want. But that belief in particular makes me very sad. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, sad I am not judging anybody's boat. faith in, in any way. But just that that's the narrative, that the dinosaurs were on the dino boat and the dino boat went down. I'm very sad. Who was who built and who was steering the dino Is it boat? Because they were all so big. I mean, I also yeah. I mean, that's a that's a bad like they that's the short straw. Like you get the fluffy bunny boat. Oh, you're with all the many beasts. Yeah, you're. And yeah, I mean, somebody went down with it unless they were like, "Here's your boat, dinosaurs. <laughs> Bye." That's a problem. <laughs> they had like, the little short T Rex arms. He couldn't reach the steering wheel. They got off course. <laughs> Why do we let the T Rex steer? Who built it? I don't, I don't know. The dinosaurs. That's why. It, that's why it's like Noah. Yeah, he built the, the ark and then the dino <laughs> ark. <laughs> okay, I'm just learning this, and I'm just, I'm just gonna have it, it's gonna. I'm gonna need some time to absorb this new, this new dino boat theory. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> think this is like a very popular theory for what happened to the dinosaurs, even for people that you know have dual beliefs. But I, this is just it is one. It is out there. <laughs> Did you learn that in any college courses today? <laughs> I did not. About the dino boat. I did not learn about the dino boat. Did you? Now, did you get to learn anything then? Um, <laughs> did, now you have. Okay. So, <laughs> I had three classes today. Journalism 101, English 200, and Spanish 101. And all three of them went over the syllabus and everything and then kind of started into into lessons but all of them said this is not stuff you'll be tested on. This is just kind of like a little like warm-up lecture. So it wasn't really like learning. It was kind of just like a, a very broad general discussion. How do you do that in Spanish class? Because it kind of seems like either you're teaching Spanish or you're not. <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe for me, it, I didn't learn anything. <laughs> but maybe, maybe some people in my class did. Because I took Spanish for six years consecutively throughout middle school and high school. And I was put in introductory Spanish, which is the class they offer for students who have never taken Spanish before. Mm -hmm. Because many of the majors at most colleges, you have to take at least one class in a foreign language to fulfill your major requirements. 
but I have to minor in a foreign language, so I'm going to be taking a lot of Spanish classes, which I thought would be good because I'd already taken a lot. Mm-hmm. But I did not think about the fact that I did not take a college-level Spanish class, and I am in 101, where today we learned how to say, buenos dias, what is your name, my name is. Also, the sounds of all five vowels in Spanish. Hmm. Well, see, that was learning, just not for you. Just not for me. <laughs> um. I, you need to, uh, we were talking about this. I wish they still offered that intermediate Spanish class that I took. For whatever reason, when I was signing up, and I had not taken any Spanish at all. And, and I was like, well, there's this entry-level course, but then there's this other one that's like a co- combination of Spanish 1 and 2 that's like accelerated for people who've taken Spanish before. I could probably figure it out. And that's what I took. <laughs> It was very hard for me. Yeah. Because I didn't, I mean, they, like, they started off with, like, we'll only be speaking Spanish in this class. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I was like, well, I don't understand <laughs> anything that's happening. I've never taken a Spanish. <laughs> um, but, but I did it. I know. And I got, got a, a minor in Spanish. I got a minor in Spanish. I do not, I am um, not fluent in Spanish. No. At this time of, in my life. <laughs> now my school just offers basically one class for every year you'd be in college. Mm for spanish like mm-hmm. there's a 100 level a 200 a 300 and a 400 i think there might be one beyond that like some sort of 500 level course like if you are fluent in spanish this is what you take but i i am, I am stuck in this entry level course i wrote a, a paper for spanish class once and um or no it was like an essay answer or something all i remember is that i was very bad at verb conjugation because like a lot of the other people in the class had already done that before and I had not and so I was trying to just learn it as I went on the fly and my conjugation was so bad that I guess it read like Portuguese like whatever however I conjugated it it was as if I knew Portuguese because it was the same way verbs are conjugated in Portuguese. Uh-huh. I don't I don't know. I don't know any Portuguese, so, so I have no idea. Right. You were but so I bad know, in one language, you were good in another one. <laughs> That's yeah. how bad I was. <laughs> is my my professor came up and was like, "I read your answer and I know the problem. You've taken Portuguese and you're conjugating like it's Portuguese." And you said you said you said yes. Absolutely. I went, "Oh yeah." Oh my gosh. <laughs> Definitely. Thinking definitely the problem i just know it's so many languages so well <laughs> all the time they just it's all run the together Portuguese in my head. getting in the way uh see riley i i fully recommend taking the the easy course because you're going to get a nice refresher in it but the only thing that's going to happen to you is exactly what happened to me when i started taking japanese again which was i started like the entry-level japanese after having taken a few years of it like but a few years prior to that mm-hmm. and so for the first like two courses I was the best student. I was brilliant. My teacher was so impressed with me. And then when we hit that wall of stuff I didn't know yet, it was just like, Taylor, what happened to you? It's like, this was this was a lie. I was never any good. I just did this once. And now this is all new. I'm so I sorry. I just have a good memory. I, I kept my notes. Like, that was it. You, you met the threshold of my knowledge. I'm an idiot again. It's, it, it's like language classes are like that. Like repeating them, it's not additive. Yeah, it's yeah. just the same stuff again. Yep. It's it's the same as the mini fridges. You can't trade in two <laughs> Spanish ones for the talking, Spanish yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> um, I might just stay in it, and because my other classes are gonna be not easy for me, because they're either like a upper level or harder classes just in general, because they're classes I've never taken classes in before. Mm-hmm. So I'll just I'll just stick in that entry level course and know that for this semester I don't have to worry about that class. I think that's fair. I mean, I because you here's the thing you you have to get a minor in a foreign language for and your. I do not. Yeah, I don't want to take another foreign language mm-hmm. because I've already started learning Spanish, and uh, the only other option would be taking a placement test to test out of Spanish 101 and go mm-hmm. into the next level, which is a year about two years above where I ended. So I'm kind of in this weird middle area yeah. where I'm better than 101 but not as good as 201 i i think you should just stick with it because you're not in a hurry you're, i mean you're you're not trying to get out of college earlier mm-hmm. there is no advantage to you finishing your language classes faster mm-hmm. um if anything i think if you if, if, especially if your goal is really to become like somewhat fluent mm-hmm. in spanish i think that having like the plan that you're going to be taking spanish all throughout college 
and consistently exposed to it yeah. is a much better one yeah. than I'm going to cram all my Spanish classes in immediately right. and then for the next for the last two years of college I'm not going to take any Spanish I mean you're going to lose it all unless yeah. you're I don't know speaking Spanish in your dorm or something yeah it's it's upsetting how fast language goes away when you don't do it like that's yeah that's the best way to learn is just do it all the time at any level yeah and I have discovered based on the classes I'm taking this semester and I've taken in high school that um, by the time I graduate if I continue with my plan of classes and my study abroad programs I will finish with not only my journalism major, but a minor in English, a minor in Spanish, and a minor in political science. <laughs> so Good. There we go. What can you trade those in for? I, a real fridge? A, a big fridge. <laughs> a big fridge. <laughs> that, that's the hope. If you have enough minors, they equal a big fridge. Yeah, that's the, then you're an adult. <laughs> exactly. There is some formula of things that you acquire <laughs> in college that will get you a regular-sized refrigerator as an adult. We can't tell you, though. Taylor and I know, yeah. but we we're not allowed. regular-sized fridges. Yep. Please tell me. No, we're not allowed to tell you. It's a secret. <laughs> What'd you do? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You'll have to figure it out for yourself. It's a rite of passage. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I want to hear more about uh, your first day of college, but before we do that... Let's check the group message. Sisters, we have several uh, sponsors. We well, do. Two sponsors. Yes. Is that several? That's I a couple. That's a couple. That's, that's a, a couple. Yeah. Okay. Let me try that again. We have a couple of sponsors <laughs> <laughs> to tell you about this. Just cut out that first part. Apparently, I didn't learn that in college. <laughs> um, our first is Mod Cloth. We love Mod Cloth. We do. Mm. Uh, Still Buffering is supported in part by Mod Cloth, and we have told you about them before, but we are happy to again uh, because autumn has arrived. Oh, my favorite season. Yep. It's time to put a stylish spin on the season with classics like a tweed blazer. Ah, there you go. We talking about a tweed mm-hmm. blazer. It, it, a if ago. you need to lean and ponder things, they have the, mm-hmm. the patch reinforcements. Uh, corduroy jumper and plenty of plaid. I love, love that plaid. Yeah. Love plaid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, looks come in a full size range from XX small to 4X large with sizing and styling help from their team of mod stylists. Uh, we have said it before. We were big fans of mod cloth long before we got um, the opportunity to, to mm-hmm. have them sponsor us, yeah. which, it's, which is really exciting because they've always been the only shopping tab in my toolbar <laughs> that I figured out how to save it. <laughs> the only the only shopping app on my phone because mm-hmm. I shop there so often. Um, their clothes are great. They have all kinds of different styles no matter what season it is or or what your what your personal style is like, what you like to look like, what you like to wear. Um, they've got it all and accessories and like stuff for your room too. Um, like home good things mm-hmm. so yeah. and I, I specifically got the it's like you know it's like the christmas catalog when you're a kid i feel like when mod cloth sends out their autumn styles are here notification it's like oh, oh no yeah. it's like so I many love, sweaters i love their clothes year round but definitely it's this is my favorite time like i was just on the website a few days ago filling up a basket of, of oh. plaids and tweeds and cardigans and sweaters. Ooh, they and have pants. a lot of, of pieces that really, I mean, they, they, they definitely have the, the trendy stuff, but they also have a lot of timeless pieces that I've, like, kept mm. as part of my wardrobe mm-hmm. as I've gotten older. It's like I haven't, I feel like I haven't aged out of a lot of that clothing, which is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that they do the thing where it's like, here's a blazer. Do you like how it fits on you? Great. We have it in eight colors and a pattern. Uh, <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that. I, I have several of their shirts in, like, four different colors. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, to get 15% off your purchases of $100 or more, go to ModCloth, that's M-O-D-L-O-T-H dot com, and enter code BUFFERING at checkout. This offer is valid for one-time use only and expires on November 3rd, 2018. So, check it out. ModCloth dot com, 15% off your purchases of $100 or more with the code BUFFERING at checkout. Go use that. Um, we have a new sponsor to tell you about this week. Because Still Buffering this week is supported in part by RX Bar. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar made with egg whites, dates, nuts, and other delicious ingredients like unsweetened chocolate, real fruit, and spices. Um, it's really cool. You've probably seen their packaging before because it's very nifty. They have like the exact ingredients of all the stuff on the front. 
like how many dates how many egg whites how many nuts and you know that like that's what you're eating you're not eating a bunch of artificial stuff it's like a prescription it like is the RX. like rx bar is like a prescription i'm using my doctor skills to tell you that's what that rx is for oh, thanks Sid. there you go um i know you all wouldn't have been able to figure that out without my help so yeah here i am thank you <laughs> um the adult bars come in 14 delicious flavors they have fruit flavors like blueberry and mixed berry they have peanut butter and chocolate dark chocolate and sea salt they have all sorts of different kinds of flavors for whatever you like and rx bar also has a kid line with the same ingredients just smaller and in kid friendly flavors i know they have some peanut butter jelly i think and mm-hmm. some chocolate chip um and, and they're all and gluten- some berry ones that uh charlie tried out yeah yeah and they're all gluten-free soy-free and dairy-free so you know they fit all of your needs, whatever those may be. And you know exactly what's in them. No guessing, no no trying to figure out what mm-hmm. all these ingredients are. They're right there on the package. And you get protein, and they taste good, and it's all right there on the package. You feel good about what you're eating, even if it tastes good. Um, and we can give you a special offer, and that is that RX Bar is offering a pack of six adult bars and four kid bars for 25% off that first order. Visit rxbar.com slash buffering and use the code buffering at checkout. So that's rxbar.com slash buffering and use that code buffering at checkout and get 25% off your first order. So go get some bars. Yeah. All right. So uh, finally, we've got got a Jumbotron. Uh, this one. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Wow. This one's for, that was supposed to be that sound, but it sounded more like an angry cat. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this is for DB, and this is from S&J. These are like cool spy names. Is this from Sydney and Justin? What's it's up, all not, you? I, I know, it sounded <laughs> Wait, like it was it? from me and Justin. It's not. Are you, it's from another S&J. This is very sweet. You guys are buying ads to like tell We're people you love buying them. buying ads on our own podcast. <laughs> all right. All right, all these cool spy people. Let's see. All right. It says, thank you for being the best little corner of the internet. Each and every one of you have touched the lives and hearts of so many others. We've laughed, loved, and mourned together. Your love, compassion, and good, good goofs are rival only to our favorite sisters. Thank you for your mermaids and your hashtag butts. Also, what if milk had pulp? Ugh. Gross. Oh. I, you just threw that in on me. You made me say it out loud. That's in my brain. Ugh. That was really sweet I'm up until it, then. I'm glad it doesn't. <laughs> oh man me too so all right so that was a very sweet message that sure. was a nice message um so i i was thinking that uh one of the things i learned on my my first day of classes was what bandwidth was and I, it occurred to me that this is probably not something that you would have to learn in college anymore mm-hmm is that true? What What do you mean by that? What, what? Like that everyone knows what bandwidth is now. Yeah, that's that's fair. I remember I remember that very distinctly. Like like a lesson that was like, here's what bandwidth is, and here's why it matters, and here's why you want it, and mm-hmm. here's why there's never enough bandwidth. And I remember like really trying. Like it took me a while to grasp that. Like technology is hard for me. It mm-hmm. took me a while to grasp that concept, and I was thinking back to that and thinking like if. Riley and her peers had to sit down in a class and learn about bandwidth they would be like are you kidding me yeah that is that is not something I learned today fortunately do they just accept that like you know all about computers now and don't teach you about them anymore I think so I I know that um before I started this year when you go to major in journalism you have to pick an emphasis Mm -hmm. emphasis not emphasis (laughs) Um, it's been a, it's been <laughs> a long day. What, at what level do you learn how to say the word emphasis? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had picked online journalism as opposed to print journalism or broadcast or sports because that seemed most fit to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the summer before this year, my major changed to multimedia because there no longer is print journalism offered at my school. There's Whoa. only multimedia, which combines print and online so you learn the um some of the history of print journalism and mechanism of like writing in actual news Mm -hmm. but when it comes to like majoring in print journalism that does not exist anymore wow yeah yeah well there's that so everything is on the computers now that's so weird like justin justin was not a journalism major although he took a lot of journalism classes 
But, I mean, his first jobs were in the newspaper industry. Mm-hmm. He wrote for two different papers, and, like, you can't major in that Yeah. now. I mean, you can do... He could come, regular. like, do lectures to your class about what it was like in the old days. This um, is a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually funny, because one of my journalism professors uses um, my brother, my brother, and me in a lot of his classes. Wait, what? And yeah, <laughs> I I introduced myself to him and he asked me if I was related to the McRoy family and asked me about Justin McRoy. And I said, yes. And he said, how unfortunate for you. <laughs> but he was joking. Then he followed up yeah, by they're, saying, they're friends. yeah, they, he followed up by saying that he knows Justin very well and that he will talk about their podcast a lot. And we will listen to it a lot. When we get huh. to our podcast section of my media literacy class you better get an a in that that part i hope so <laughs> really yeah really <laughs> yeah if you don't get an a in podcasts what are you even doing yeah <laughs> um i think I they actually... cancel us if that happens it's like it's like <laughs> your your food grade at a restaurant like sorry <laughs> no longer a podcast you've been downgraded to a mini fridge yeah if you <laughs> if you can't get a's in podcasting which like you do yeah already in life um, I actually have two journalism professors, that one, and then another one who I looked up on Rate My Professor, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the website where you can look up the professor at your school and see what other people have said about them. I uh, didn't know that was a thing, but I understand it based on the, ti- the title. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's like, what percent of people would take from this professor again? How mm-hmm. do they grade attendance? What are their classes actually like? Also, Most of the time, it doesn't tell you much if it's over, like, a 70% of people wanting to take it again, but when you get down to, like... Zero percent would take his professor again. Ten percent would. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Maybe not. It will also tell you if uh, the mass majority of students have found this professor attractive, which I find uh, weird. Really? Yeah. That you. There's a little, oh, little I did chili. Not see that. There's like a little chili pepper that appears next to some. I, at least <laughs> I. I will be honest. I haven't been a rate my professor since I was in college. But yeah. back in my day, there was also some function on it that was like, are they good? Are they? Do they give good homework? Are they hot? Like, ugh. I did not see that oh section. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. It's like Yelp um, for teachers, and probably uh, just as like uh, unreliable. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. It, there's a there's a similar thing for doctors, and I just I hate it because like typically if you're gonna take the time to go review your doctor, I mean sometimes it's because you really like them, but usually it's because they made you okay. mad. Yeah. In some way, well, but, and um, as, around here it's because we refuse narcotics, and yeah. so that's exactly how Yelp functions. Well, not the <laughs> narcotics part, but. Maybe. <laughs> Are there restaurants doing that? <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't. So many bad reviews because um, I won't give people cocaine. <laughs> but my second journalism professor I looked up and every single comment about her class was how much she will listen to podcasts in class and how much she will show you podcasts. And she is a professor who I walked by her office door and she has a whiteboard on the front that says, write down your favorite podcast names. Did you? And did, I, I walked did, by and, did, and wrote "still buffering" on it. You did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. It was right there. Oh, no. like, well, why not? What if we're what gonna if be on listen- the curriculum? You're gonna have to pretend like you listens- don't know. Oh, she listens to an episode, and realizes she has one of its, its hosts in her class, and then she likes me. Well, but what if what she realizes is that you're the one who wrote the name of your own podcast I on would, her door? Oh, it's cool. She She'll never, never know. know. It's the perfect crime. She'll never know. No. no if you're in her class, and then she well, Sid, knows your name, and she saw it on her door, and then she Sid, listens. Sid, yeah, I was going to say, more obviously, Riley just said it to the entire universe. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, there's well, that. <laughs> like, she'll so easily deduce this by the fact that Riley just admitted to it on a broadcast. To be fair, I got the wording wrong. It didn't say, it didn't say right like, on your favorites. It, it just said, recommend me some podcasts. Uh, okay. All right. So I recommended Still Buffering. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it was my favorite. Yeah, I, I don't. Get, I don't listen to our own show. But that's that's fair. If she listens. You don't exactly have to be Nellie Bly to figure this one out here, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I just like doing some some self advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on that grassroots campus advertising. That's what my <laughs> tattoos for. I reach out to shake someone's hand. They're like, "What's that on your arm?" Oh, I'm like, oh let me tell you. <laughs> it's my podcast. Still Are buffering. You, Hi. Don't listen to podcast. 
I'm Riley Smurl, teen host is still buffering. How are you today? <laughs> uh, um, now, are you going to get involved with the school paper since you're in um, journalism? Or I the would, school radio, perhaps? I would like to get involved in both, which uh, the school paper actually isn't a paper anymore because they only print it once a week. The rest is just published online. But mainly because we are taking a tour of the journalism school and if you look in the room where they do the paper, it just has lines and lines of nice Mac desktop computers and they all have like Photoshop and Final Cut on them and, and fancy programs and they all have like big, you know, the big printer type things in there uh -huh. and then all the machines. It's all the cool. machines. <laughs> That's wanna, why you want to take well, it? Well, no, I want to use all of it. It's not a class. Okay. I Okay. I understand. I, <coughs> I was sitting here thinking, why would that be so attractive? I do not share this desire with you. But I remember walking into some labs and being okay, like... Okay. See, you're a science nerd. I want to okay, play I with all it. the computers. I get it. I understand. And it's not a class you have to take. You just say you want to work for the Parthenon. They're like, sure. okay cool I'm, this is this is taylor you probably have some sort of reaction to certain art things art equipment art things oh art look th you know, i don't know art have. things like like pencils or whatever <laughs> look at all their pencils wow i've never seen them before their vast selection no i think i was more in line with riley i was also psyched about things like photoshop and yeah. really nice printers um oh. so you know See? yeah we all, we all have our own personal candy store yeah. No, that's fine. I'm not judging. I just, I've, I've, I've always felt intimidated by equipment like that. It's very nice. Yeah. It's because I'm an Xennial. You're a what? Yeah. Generation X slash millennial. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. what you've decided for yourself? There was an article about it. it. Supposedly, there's a generation of us who are kind of like squashed in between the Gen Xers and the millennials because we, we grew up with technology partway. Yeah. Like, we were old enough to, like, remember and try to, like, grasp technology as we were growing up. We didn't grow up with it, mm -hmm. and we weren't, like, Gen Xers who had to adapt to it once we were adults. Mm -hmm. We're somewhere in the middle. See, that's how I feel about being included in Generation Z, because I didn't... These are all the kids that, like, are in middle school and elementary school now and have iPhones and Snapchat and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. But, like, I didn't have all that stuff. It existed when I was that young. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't popular when I was young. Mm -hmm. I didn't start using social media until like late middle school, early high school. So I feel like I'm I'm not a millennial because I'm 17, but I'm not a Generation Z because I'm not like a a 12 year old on Snapchat. Hey, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're some other micro generation. I don't know. Is that would that be a a Zennial? A Zennial? How come I'm the well, only one that's abandoned in the millennial zone? <laughs> Did you hear we killed mayonnaise? Ha! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I will accept I that. Yes. We killed mayonnaise. I don't know why we're so upset about that. Mayonnaise is disgusting. No, I, that I will good. take a stance on. I yeah. saw I saw another article that was millennials are killing hooters. Wait, like... And again, like, fine with it. Like owls? The yeah. Boobs? No. When, like yeah. the restaurant. Oh. And, oh. and it was titled, like, millennials are just not that into boobs. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> I, I want that I was on like, a You know what? I think um, I think you're missing the point here. <laughs> but I also think that if millennials are killing Hooters, um, you know, I think go millennials. I think yeah. millennials kill the restaurant just, chain Hooters, please. I, I think millennials just aren't on that into boobs is the perfect catchphrase for our podcast. <laughs> Maybe it's and also like your wings are subpar. <laughs> <laughs> there, she said it. Uh, sorry. Everybody, everybody always said, like, I don't go to Hooters for that. It's that their wings are so good. And so I went to Hooters and I ate their freaking wings. And guess what? They weren't good. Not that great. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to get sponsored by Hooters, but that's I, okay. That's okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Yeah. It, was, it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I will say, I've never actually been to a Hooters. But I'm going to guess that they I don't either. have many vegan options. So, you know what? Hooters, mm. maybe think about that. Because all of those sensitive vegans that also would go eat at Hooters. No, I it, I see. The thing is, for me, it's the simple. I'm a huge fan of boobs because my boobs feed my children. And so I love my boobs. They provide I'm a huge fan of boobs. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of boobs. And like, guess what? My daughters are huge fans of boobs. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie will, will tell you. Boob is her thing. <laughs> yes. 
because boobs uh, can nourish children, and that's an amazing thing. I love boobs. So college, <laughs> but hate mayonnaise. <laughs> that's fine. Boobs fine, mayonnaise no. Just now that you know, college right. <laughs> Uh, so your first day is over. How would you compare it to your first day of any other level of schooling? It's so much better. Would you, it's so much better. Do you, what do you give it? You have to give it a score. You can use any rating system you want. I give my first day of college um, a 100 on the Chick-fil-A and Starbucks scale. Because high school and middle school got a zero <laughs> on that scale. Hmm. You said I could rate okay. it using any system I wanted. All right. No, all I'm right. just kidding. Fair um, enough. My professors were, were, with the exception of maybe one or two teachers from my high school career, my professors seem much more into what they are teaching, which I think makes sense. Because when you're a professor, most of the time you're teaching something that you are an expert in. You've that devoted you a lot of time to. were, yeah. like well, my, one of my journalism professors was a journalist and now was a professor in the field. Or you spend a lot of time in school for English and you're really passionate about literature, so you're teaching about literature. Mm-hmm. And when you're in high school, it's kind of, or a t- high school teacher, it's like you go to school generally for secondary education and you're kind of placed in something within that most of the time, especially somewhere like West Virginia where there aren't a lot of teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a lot different because your professors usually are a lot more into what they're doing and care more about you learning about it. And also, you're there learning what you want to learn about. Like, I, don't, I didn't have the option of taking journalism classes in high school because, you know, I weren't majoring anything in high school. And the one journalism class I took was very fake. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm taking real classes about real things I want to do by real people who took them. Well, and I, I think it's sort of, it's almost a reciprocal thing because I think that it's got to be hard to, to teach a class full of people that aren't, that don't want to be there, that feel like have to be there, that aren't particularly interested in what you're teaching. But in college, mm-hmm. like... You, you sign up for the classes that you want to take that you're excited to take. So it's like, you know, your teacher is actually getting to teach a class full of people that are yeah. psyched to be there. You don't have to go to college. If you're there, most of the time it's because you want to be there for some reason. And it and I would say it gets better, too, as you go because yeah. it, uh, there are still people in some of the entry-level classes who aren't necessarily taking it because they want to. They're taking yeah. it because they have to or they need a credit or whatever. Right. And there's also people who are going to start college and then realize, like, maybe this isn't their bag yeah um as you go further into your major you get people who are really i mean like they're they've stuck with it because they're really into it and so then i think all your classmates you'll find are really into that and that's even more exciting that's like i mean they asked everyone in my spanish class why are you in this class and about 90 percent of the students in my class said because it's a requirement for my major so you know once i get past this entry-level spanish class i'll be with people who actually enjoy learning it and Journalism 101 is often uh, an elective taken by people to fulfill a humanities credit because the professor has such a good reputation. So once I get past those two levels, I'll be into, you know, actual major courses with people who want to be there and do what I do. You know, this is this might be because we had a term back in um, med school, gunner, and there were people who, like, always, like, were the first ones to answer questions mm-hmm. and sat at the front of the class and, like, you know... They're the gunners you. in the class. They wanted the most. I, not me. No, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily. I was not. I was always. I was always riddled with self doubt, and so I didn't answer a lot of questions. <laughs> I, say, I don't um, think we had those in at all in art school. Yeah, no, it's not a thing. <laughs> you have lots of them in med school, typically. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of type A people. Uh, but I, I'm not. I'm not necessarily a gunner. But I think like if I were in a class and they asked me why are you taking the class, I, just I think that. I would. I think I would lie and say, like, I'm so interested in this. Or, like, I really want to speak Spanish. Or I've just always been fascinated with journalism or something. I think I would lie. (laughs) These people didn't even have an end to lie. I was the only freshman in this class. All these sophomores didn't even have a minute to lie and say, yeah, I want (laughs) to learn Spanish. I was so excited to answer this question, too. She didn't even ask me. I was like, yeah, I'm going into journalism, and I want to be able to, you know, understand two languages so I can talk to people from a brighter, or broader range of range of perspectives. I was planning out my answer in my head, like, scripting out, like, oh, she's going to love me. And she didn't even ask me. She just asked all these people who were like, oh, I have to for my major. Yeah, I, even from a strategic standpoint, you would think that if you start your first day in, in your class, be like, I will be here. Like, you have marked yourself to fail in that class. 
Yeah. I always answered that question with a total like, if it was true, maybe it was true. But if it wasn't, it sounded good. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a way to like, like when I was doing all my rotations in uh, med school, I knew, I didn't know exactly. It took me a while to figure out I wanted to do family medicine, but I... I knew there were some things I didn't want to do pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to lie and say like, oh, I'm so into this if I definitely knew I wasn't going to do it because I don't I don't want to lie. Mm-hmm. But I at least would say when they were like, so what are you interested in? Like, I'm trying to keep an open mind. I think that there are pluses and minuses to everything. Yeah. And I really want to get as much as I can from every experience so that I make the best decision. Like something like that. Something diplomatic, not just like because I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we. So that's our. Fir- that's the best advice we have for you so far. I guess it's a lie. Lie. <laughs> just yeah. Good. Just make yeah. Lie to all of your teachers about how happy you are to be there for four years, and then you'll do good. I do have to say no, before just be enthusiastic. That's how you get the bridge. <laughs> I had a favorite teacher throughout. I had her actually in middle school and high school. Fortunately, who is one of my Spanish teachers, who I love very much. And I found the English teaching equivalent of her today in my English honors class because she had on, like, platform Birkenstocks with daisies on them and, like, styled hair. She looked like she was super young and super cool. She had, like, these floral, flowy pants that I totally would have worn. And she asked us all to tell us something about ourselves, and I told her I was a journalism major. She was like, oh my gosh, if I wasn't teaching English, that's what I'd be doing. That's my dream job. I love journalism. I took so many journalism classes in college. So I found my favorite um, magical fairy English professor <laughs> with, with daisy <laughs> shoes that I love. Well, that's good. I think you'll find, at least from my experience, you have the opportunity to, like, I mean, to some extent, form friendships even mm-hmm. with your professors. Um, I mean... Like I, I I took a lot of science classes, so that's that only goes so far. Yeah. <laughs> so with some disciplines, I think, um, because they were still very much my professors. Right. But there were definitely in some of the other classes I took, some of my history classes and English classes mm-hmm. and writing classes, and I like I I got I made friends I feel with like, my teachers. I felt like yeah. by the end of it, like I could have gone out and I did with some of them go out to dinner with groups of students and professors, like hanging mm-hmm. out together and sharing stories and yeah. having a good time uh, when you're in college you're like almost an adult or an adult basically yeah so professors are like hey i can actually talk to you like a person not like you're a kid and i'm an adult right mm-hmm. yeah I, I always had a, a a very intense case of imposter syndrome all through art school so like all of my art teachers i kind of even when i did really well in their class they're really nice to me i was like i'm not i'm not one of you uh but my the one teacher that was a really good friend was like the history teacher that taught classes on like plague and genocide like, i'm like all right <laughs> i can get down with this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think you i think it's good that you're open to that because that really like that enriched my college experience because sometimes you learn even more in those little like offhand conversations you'll have with a professor before after class or during office hours mm-hmm. like where you, you ask them a question and it spurs this whole other like kind of thought exercise and yeah yeah so we'll see how day two goes tomorrow day only, one only so far hours of class i start at twelve thirty. it's my <laughs> perfect day so far so good you're not ready to drop out not yet good hang in there okay yeah at least make it a week yeah charlie made it a week i don't know that i can convince her to go back tomorrow but we'll see <laughs> oh yeah. we'll see what happens after week one yeah, ser- seriously though, I don't know. <laughs> we, we tried preschool. We're done with it. She is. I'm. I think I'm gonna have to be a mean mom and make her go back tomorrow. We'll see. No, oh, not no. preschool with hour long recess and and lunch. How long it's does it nap, nap time. time? She doesn't like the nap time. She hates nap. What? Time. She refuses to nap. She she goes at eight and it ends at three three fifteen. But three, I can as early as three. But the last hour and a half is nap time. Oh no. Are you just going to start picking it. her up before nap time? Because she's not going to really I'm miss going anything, to. right? Yeah. that's. I think I'm going to do that. Cause she, and you know what? The, the second thing that she's stressed about is recess. Really? Recess is loud and the kids run and she's worried about it. Hmm. Because it's overwhelming because it's so loud and they're running so much. She's afraid she'll get hurt or somebody will get hurt. 
She was a very anxious little kid. And then right after recess is nap time and she doesn't nap. So she has to lay there quietly. Can you imagine that four years old laying quietly on a mat in a dark room for an hour and a half? There's no way she does that. They give her a book to look at, but she she looked at me and went, "But I can't read." Oh no! <laughs> oh, I know. And I, yeah, and teach I said, you how well, to read. "We need to learn how to read." And she said, "Yeah, because it's boring." <laughs> Just staring at words, I imagine. <laughs> Maybe I'll make her do it long enough so she learns how to read. <laughs> there you go. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Just send her with a a tablet so she can watch weird videos on the internet. Oh yeah, that'll go over great. I love yeah. That. All right. Well, we'll we'll check back in next week with more of the college years. We will. Um, thank you. In the meantime, sisters, Riley, thank you for sharing your first day. You're welcome. Um, and recommending our podcast. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and if, if you're the new listener that is Riley's professor, welcome. welcome. Enjoy the ride. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to tweet at us. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know how Riley's doing in your class. Yeah, <laughs> let us know, please. Uh, Mom wants us to, to check back with her periodically and update her. So you can tweet at us at stillbuff. You can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. You can check out a lot of other great podcasts at maximumfun.org uh, that you will enjoy listening to. And uh, thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And and I, I was, was two. two four mini fridges. Four fridges. <sighs> One more. Stack four them on top of each other. You chant something. That's the thing. You don't know what yet. You'll learn it. I'll we'll teach you the chant. Welcome. Thank you. No problem. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. What do you look for in a podcast? Reliability is big for me. Power. I'd say comfort. What do you think of this? Oh. That's Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? They came out of the floor? And down from the ceiling? That can't be safe. I'm upset. Can we go now? Soon. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.